It's your man off the telly. Look. Look, everybody. Look there. He's on the fucking telly now. I was like, will I ask him to do a podcast or is he Ryan Tuberty now? And he's, he's, too, he's too fucking big for me now, you know, to come on the podcast. But thankfully, you said yes. How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? Can you hear me? Because I lost you there for a sec. Yeah, I think it just we lost each other for a split second there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grand, man. So, firstly, tell us how all this has happened with RTE. And I think everybody knows your, your face now from all of us being stuck at home, trying to, trying to teach, uh, get our kids to look at the television. And, uh, yeah, exactly. It was initially, it was like, oh, I need to teach my kids maths. And now it's like, no, I don't. I just need to teach them to look at the telly for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so people's priorities have changed. Uh, yeah, it, it was just, Jamie, it was a, such a weird one. Like, we just got a phone call because the SH1T was hitting the fan. And uh, the next thing, I got a phone call from the head of young people's in RT. And I know we're well, like, because I worked in RT in, in kids. And she was like, um, We're doing this thing where we're going <coughs> to, we're going to do a school show. Would you be interested? And I said, uh, Yeah. She was like, Okay, bye. Sorry, I lost, I lost you. I'm losing you there. And then it was like, you know what? I'm going to turn I'm up in the attic. Yeah, yeah. It's, re, it's lagging to bits. Live television, everybody. I'm sure he'll be back in a second. In the meantime, I'll sing a song. Hello, hello, Johnny boy. The pipes, the pipes are calling. Are you there? You're back. <laughs> I can hear your audio, but we're stuck on like a duck face of you right now. But this is grand. This is all going to be live. So it doesn't matter what way it works out. What is whatever way it works out. So For better or worse. Like. Yeah, <laughs> Am I back now? Am I still duck face? You're back now. You're back now. Terrific. So where did you lose me? You just got from the top of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you got the phone call and they asked you to do a skilled show. And you yeah, were like, but we yeah. didn't have a clue what we were at. Like, we didn't know how it was going to work or anything. And also, we couldn't even have meetings because everybody was social distancing. So it was literally, this person called me, I called another person, this person got on board. This, And then we just, like, within three days, we were in the classroom. We were going, oh, how are we going to do this? Like, is it going to work? Mm. Uh, we had a bit of a discussion over the phone about there's three teachers and I'm kind of hitting third and fourth class. Rayo was going to hit first and second class and Clean is going to do fifth and sixth. But that was about it. And then we just had to do lesson plans and stuff. So it's, it's very intense. Like all the lessons have to be in line with the curriculum and stuff like that. So we have to send them off to college. They have to get signed off. And then we have to figure out how we're actually going to teach it through camera. Because there's so many things you can do in a classroom with 30 kids that won't work with an empty class. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, this is something that's never been done before in Ireland. Um, I'm not sure about other countries either, but... Is there really setting the standard here for something that could possibly, you know, be continued on in the future? Who knows what viruses and stuff may happen in the future? So you're kind of paving the way, but figuring all that stuff out must be difficult. It, it was it was ropey enough, yeah, yeah. And I haven't said that. Australia, do you know what? Uh, America got onto us. I think it was was it not? It was NBC. We're just like, how are you doing this and how long did it take us? And we were like, oh, we're at it a week. So they, they kind of, they're planning on doing something similar. I think, I don't know if that's public knowledge, actually. Might yeah. cut that <laughs> Oops. And then Australia <laughs> on us as well. So you know, like, I don't think anybody else is doing it. Britain have gotten on board now and they've got David Attenborough and Danny Dyer doing it. Um, oh. As far as I know, neither of them are teachers, but they're doing it anyway. Sure. Uh, so yeah, we're kind of paving the way a little bit. Who needs David Attenborough when you have John Sharpson and Co. in RTE? I don't know. I, I think, no. can imagine David Attenborough teach, here we are, <laughs> and what we're going to do is we're going to split this pie in half. I think it'd be deadly. I'd be like, yeah. yes, David, anything you, you say, man. You would learn a lot quicker if it was David Attenborough teaching, um, what you call that, Fractions. algorithms or yeah. whatever they are. Uh, not algorithms, what's algebra? Algebra. <laughs> algebra, yeah, Jesus. Quadratic equations. Are you good at them? Well, yeah. you better, you'd have to be because you're a teacher. Um, Those so, ones are just avoid them. Like, ask someone else to cover that. <laughs> it's, it's the real Irish way, though, of doing it, isn't it? Like, the way they were asking, how long did it take? It's like, he's just got together and went, ah, we'll just, we'll figure it out. We'll go with it and we'll, we'll sort it out and we'll, we'll go from there. And it, and it, it was worked. very like that. It was literally here, slap on them cameras and we see what happens kind of thing. Like, so we were like, we, cause we recorded a load of lessons just to, to have in the pipeline. And then when, ep, when episode one went out, we were just like, Jesus, what are we after doing here? Like this could go very, very wrong. Like, <laughs> but thank God the people were like, oh, deadly, I've got an hour's piece. My kids are actually watching telly and learning something so I can have a cup of tea and, and not feel guilty about it. Like, What's, what's the feedback been like 
because I know I've been like on social media and even my kids have been watching it and like neighbors of mine and my mom and all's talking about, it, it seems to be everybody's talking about how, how wonderful and fantastic it is, especially in, in such, such unprecedented times that we're in now. For, reality, Jamie, our new reality. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, at this stage it is our new reality, but it, it must feel good knowing that you're, I know you've always wanted to be a TV presenter and you've, 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 you've done it for a few years here and there, bits and bobs, and you're slowly climbing up on the ladder. But now to be doing something that has such meaning behind it, um, it must feel good. And what's the feedback been like? It's, it's deadly. It's really, the feedback has actually been so positive. Like, unless they're just shielding us from all the negative tweets and stuff. That I'm not saying, <laughs> like, but, uh, that's just me. As as that's I just can, me. That's, that's, that's you. Yeah, John, exactly. Yeah. I, lo- I love it, but get John Sharps now. He's it. <laughs> Absolutely. Phil. Yeah, just um, jealous Jamie. Yeah, sorry. I'll let you know. The, the feedback, as far as I can gather, has been very, very good. There's like, uh, there's one or two negative comments but like you're going to get that with anything and even the negative comments they're saying they're just like look it's a good show but I prefer this this and this or Moontar John just can't stand his voice whatever like, you know, like, that's, <laughs> like that's grand I'll take that and laugh about it you know what I mean but uh, in general 99% of the comments have been very good as far as I can gather yeah so it's been well received and we had a quarter of a million people nearly watching episode one now they haven't told us the figure since so I don't know if there's a drop off I'm sure there is but um yeah, like a quarter million people in Ireland tuned in, which was like by far the biggest thing I've ever been a part of, like in one day. So how many people is like are behind this? How many people are behind the scenes, like setting this up every day and figuring this out? Um, there's about there, there's about 10 people in the whole school every day. And then we've got, we liaise with RTE then. They're, they kind of tell us, oh, uh, you know, there was a drop on this lesson. We need to get a voiceover and stuff like that. So they're constantly back and forth and stuff. Then we've got people in the ground, on the ground down in Limerick as well. We've got a teacher helping us down there, Mairead, and she's helping us with lesson plans. Then we have Ema Ring, who's, who's in Mary Oi Teaching College down in Limerick. And she's looking over all our lesson plans for us, making sure they tick all the boxes, making sure they're in line with curriculum. And then, so we write the lessons over the weekend, send them off. She signs off on them, sends them back. We make any changes that she suggested. And then we write out our own scripts for, for like a teleprompter to make sure that we're ticking all the boxes in the lessons. Like, so like, it's like teaching practice and the whole of Ireland is your inspector. Like, there's a, it's a- <laughs> yeah. like remember in skill when one day, like years ago, when the inspector would come in, but the whole class would be on their best behavior. Yeah. I, because I remember the teacher saying to us, look, tomorrow, we're not, I'm not supposed to tell you this. But the inspector is coming in. <laughs> but as if the kids wouldn't notice some man sitting at the back of the class. But they'd be like, now if you're good tomorrow, no homework for a week. We're going to watch it. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll give you all sweets. So the whole day you'd be like that. <laughs> you'd be looking at the, the inspector in the background. But the only difference yeah. is, the only difference is for you is it's the whole of the Irish nation who was sitting exactly. in the background like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. except they're not they're like I can do whatever I want I can say whatever I want but it's not unfair <laughs> what I used to do right when the inspector came in I used to say to the kids well boys and girls you've been really really good and I was bragging to a friend of mine and I was telling them what a good class you are and my friend was like nah don't believe it and I said well come on in check it out so guess what my nice. friends start to see how good you are nice. and then the 60 year old woman walks in right <laughs> and they're like that's your friend I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's my best friend so you have to be real good <laughs> I'd say they're normally nice though the inspectors because they probably realise that it's an awkward thing for the teachers and it's kind of a little bit awkward for them to be in the class as well looking at you teaching and making sure everything's fine so I'd say yeah. the majority of them are nice are they? You'd be surprised, man. You'd be, <laughs> no, I, I, you'd be surprised. I was very lucky, right? I, I had great inspectors and, and they were very tough on me, but that, I think that made me a better teacher. So I, I was very lucky. The inspectors I had were very good, even in college and stuff. But there were, there were other inspectors who, no matter what the teacher did, even in Ireland, like, no matter what the teacher did, not nah, this. You're oh, really? Like, oh, God. Yeah, making it really hard. Like, oh, God. Um, but like, but the, the, and like, a lot that is just style like oh, style of teaching that might not be in line with what and it's a different man how are you no, that's not proper we lost we lost you there for a second so, go on. 
we lost probably you, for the best of ten thousand inspectors. Grand, literally, just with, you just turned into a robot. You just went. Bruh, 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 bruh. So, oh my god, as you were doing that, happened to you as well. <laughs> so that actually, or was that just my good impression of it? It literally went. Bruh, 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 bruh. It was well. I don't know. It could have been a deadly impression for a flight. What are you drinking there? What are you on? Club Orange. It's Club Orange there. Uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I say yeah. <laughs> That's cafe spark. <laughs> oh, oh, the the listeners day. won't have a clue what we're talking about. I, I, no, uh, no, that's two inside jokes there. <laughs> yeah, I, I represent Club Orange sometimes, so there you go. That's the inside yeah. joke. Um, anyway, so is there a lot of work? There must be, you must be inundated, because I know when I asked you, I was like, oh, geez, you might not be able to do the podcast, which would be understandable because you're probably bogged down and, and every time you're not bogged down, you probably want to rest. Is it, is it, is it intense or is it not as, as intense as people would think? And we're, and we're stuck it, on it. It's we're, the most intense job I've ever had in my life in being on. Am I back? Uh, just give it about two seconds there and I'll say you'll be back. Do you want me to leg it out to the car? Because I'll probably I'll turn off the Wi-Fi and just run off the 4G, but it'll probably work off a mountain car. Uh, no, That'd just be all right, is that way? Go ahead. For now. And we'll try it for now. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't work, if it stops again, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go out to the car. Cool. Okay. Um. So, it, like, it's by far the most intense job in television. It's by it's by far the most intense job I've ever had. It's like you know, it's great. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you're seeing these these kids sending in videos of them doing your PE class and clapping along with the telly and singing the songs you're doing. And it don't like it, it hit your heart. Like, but, um, but there's a lot of work involved. Like it's, it's literally when I'm not recording, I'm doing my lesson plans. When I'm not doing my lesson plans, I'm writing my scripts. When I'm not doing any of that, I, ju- I just want to sleep. Like, so I feel like a bit of a, a diva and a bit of a jerk because people are like, you know, like yourself asked me to do the podcast. Now, obviously if I can, I will. And I like, I loved it. But like people are like, what about for, um, tomorrow evening? I'm like, oh no, that's Saturday because I just want to get the lesson plans done and, and pan out. Like, yeah, and Aideen yeah. is like, my girlfriend is like, oh, I've never seen you talk to, so tired. All you do is go to work, eat dinner, and then you pan out again if you're not doing lesson plans. And I'm like, I know, and I don't even have a defense. I'm like, yeah, I'm being a shithead here. Like, <laughs> it's so it's so random, isn't it? How it just all happened. Like, this must be weird for you to be like so intensely in a job that you didn't even see coming basically now i know you, i know you worked with rt jr and you do do stuff with them but like this is a whole nother level what you're on what you're doing right now like it's a completely different kettle of fish it's like everything i did in teaching and everything i did in telly combined in one like so it's it's a role like again it sounds it sounds like i'm speaking negatively about it i'm having no 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 life and, and i'm actually i feel really lucky jamie that like in the middle of a pandemic to be able to get on board with something like this and to work as hard as we're working like it is it's great like and obviously we're taking social distancing and, and you know you, as soon as you come in you go into your separate classroom you wash your hands you wash everything and like even in the classroom there's three remote cameras there there's not even a cameraman or a oh. man around like oh. that yeah yeah so you're trying to be enthusiastic to an empty room it's like today boys and girls we're going to learn about <laughs> fishing yes <laughs> you're it, you know what I mean and then they're just like over the radio Bron, uh, we need to do that again I'm like okay and you're trying to keep up that enthusiasm do you know what I mean? it's probably a bit better that way is it maybe because you, can, you can't see anyone looking at you cringing do you know what I mean uh, well yeah <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I find telly's always like that where you can't see them cringing it's grand but in a classroom the kids are like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and they hype yeah. you up as well do you know what I mean yeah Jesus Christ Um, so how, do you, how long do you think this is going to go on for? How long do you think you're going to be teaching the nation from, uh, yeah, basically teaching the, the nation? It's hard to know, man, it, because uh, we, we were meant to be finishing today, but we got extended, obviously, because um, like this thing isn't going away anytime soon, you know? So, I, like, if schools are back in June for a month to, to get them settled for next year, well and good, we'll probably knock it on the head then. But if they're not, it'll be... I don't know, I like, there's, there's rumours that would be like, oh, well, what happens if it's not back until January? Schools aren't back. Will you be going in September? And we're like, well, yeah, I suppose we'll have to. Like, mm. it's crazy. You know, so I just don't know. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, it's, yeah, crazy. Do you, crazy know, times. Do you know anyone affected by, personally, coronavirus or friends? Because or, I know you have a, a large scale of social people that you know. Have you, have you, not, do you know anyone affected by it? Or has it affected you personally? It ha- I've been very lucky no, none of my friends or family have got it but a, a good friend of mine buried his dad yesterday with it oh sorry to hear that 
Yeah, I, like you're just everybody in, you know, we played football with him for years and I was in primary school with him as well. And the, the, I think the hardest thing about it is you can't properly even pay your respects. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, tell us about that. Did you go to the funeral or what way did it work? Because I know there's a lot of confusion about funerals and how they work and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so like we, even with the two kilometre distancing thing, like I'm over the south side at the minute and he's, he's back where I grew up in, uh, in Juncondra. So I, I couldn't even go to the funeral. Oh, yeah, funeral. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't, like, in fairness, he kind of, the lads kind of rallied around and they started a group and they were just like, look, lads, we're all going to donate a few bob. We're going to send the family flowers. We're going to get him a nice bottle of whiskey with his father's name on it so he can have a toast and stuff like that. And then one or two of them, and then the rest of the money, sorry, we were going to donate to the ICU unit in the matter. And uh, so a few people were out on the road as the hearse was drawing by just, like giving them a wave basically to pay their respects because that's all they could do. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's, and it's kind of when you know someone like that who it's affected, it kind of hits home how deadly this thing actually is. Do you know what I mean? It does make it a lot realer, doesn't it? Yeah, big time. What about yourself? Have you, do you know anybody um, with it? Well, just today I found out that, do you know, do you know the way, well, I have sisters and if you have sisters, there's always like really close friends to your sisters. And my sisters were older, so I have a few aunties that are not really aunties. Do you know what I mean? My sister's friends, yeah. but you'd call them aunties. So one... one That's of, a pure North Dublin thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Auntie fucking Imelda's coming around. <laughs> she has some big bag of sweets. There you go, kids! <laughs> but anyway, I just found out there that Auntie Imelda, she won't mind me saying anyway, that her father is has, has just today got coronavirus and he has you know health issues as well so i think that's the closest so far that i've yeah i've, yeah. I've come in contact with it but i have been john since day one I, I took this really seriously i don't know why i think even two weeks before it was in ireland <coughs> i was kind of warning my family and, and stuff like that and they were like he's off really yeah yeah no really was yeah then they were like he's off the head don't mind him and i, I was not in a good in a good way i wasn't like two weeks later i wasn't like i told you so i was just like fuck do you know what i mean but yeah i I was kind of i don't know why i got interested in it when i happened first in in wuhan i i I think i just caught a news story and i was like what the fuck is this and i kind of went down the rabbit hole and then i seen a couple of more articles now this was ages ago this was in january when i was when i was kind of catching up on it and i kind of seen it i kind of seen the wave coming in the distance you know what i mean so yeah yeah it didn't catch me by the bollocks i what i didn't know it was coming but i don't know how i did i just happened to randomly get sucked into that news story at the start and I kind of followed it from there so I've been I've been really really like taking it seriously I go to the shops with a a mask and goggles on and shit and gloves um I I I stopped up on a load of pasta I know you're not supposed to do that but I did (laughs) yeah Um, yeah. if you were that woke to it you probably did it before there was even I, yeah, before it, it was before the the panic button. The girlfriend and I was like, "You're you're losing it, Jamie." I was like, "I'm not. I'm telling you now, yeah, this shit's gonna yeah, get yeah, real." Yeah. And uh, it did get real, and it got real yeah. pretty quickly, which is uh, yeah. which wasn't a good thing. I was saying to everybody, "Listen, I hope I'm wrong." Um, but I, my kids' mother and all said she had a holiday that she was going on. I think in March, and I was like, "You won't be going on that." And she basically laughed at me, and then. Yeah, yeah then all of a sudden it all actually happened and they were like holy shit Jamie you, you were right and I was like I know yeah. but it wasn't me being right it was just the, the, the articles and the news that I was looking at that obviously people have their own lives and they weren't really focusing on it I think that's what happened but yeah, uh, yeah. even I didn't predict it um, just uh, I don't think I realised the severity of it all with the, I didn't think the schools would close you know uh, like for this long I thought maybe they'd close for like two weeks and the, the virus yeah. pass or whatever but um, yeah, it's just I'm I'm in shock about it. Really, I think I think a lot of people still are. We're we're just kind of getting along with our day to day and seeing. I think it's going to be one of those things, Jamie, where everybody's just doing what they're doing now, and you'll just truck along and wash your hands and stay away from each other and all that. But when it's over, people are going to go, Jesus, that was bleeding mad. What what happened? Like, and then the kind of shock will hit, and uh, like, yeah, and then I think that's when people will really start kind of going having yeah. a bit of a panic about it in hindsight because in the middle of a crisis everybody's like yep this is what we have to do and this is this is our lot now but when it's over people go that was bleeding crazy uh, yeah i think we will and look back it's gonna happen i think we will look back and go oh my god what the yeah. fuck happened there to the world and i'm sure there's going to be a lot of very interesting documentaries and films and you know stuff that's been made about this about what's happening right now 
and we're yeah, just gonna yeah. be like holy shit we lived through that we didn't even yeah. realize please god you know <laughs> um, yeah, exactly, yeah exactly but yeah it's, it's, it's a mad one like it's the closest thing to like uh you know a zombie apocalypse that i can that we'll ever remember it's age you know what i mean it's like nothing like this has ever happened in our lifetime like I and our have... kids are probably going to be asking us they'll learn about it in history and they'll be like you were what was that like and you'll be like well you know, we had to set up a school that we could teach the kids on this thing that we used to use called television. And they'd be like, no, that's <laughs> like you know what I mean? It'll be, it'll be that weird, like that alien to them. But that would be a very proud story that you're going to be able to, to, to tell your kids or grandkids or family members in the future. Do you know what I mean? Um, so fingers crossed <laughs> yeah f- fingers crossed i haven't but, seen the ratings <laughs> <laughs> but no it is something and that's why i wanted to get you on to the podcast because i think it is something to be very proud of i'm proud to even know you at this stage to see yeah, it on the telly do, to see it on the telly doing that and you're actually making an impact to people's lives and kids lives and the way we used to watch the den and stuff like which i know you were a big fan of and ray darcy and and, and stuff like that as kids all them kids will grow up and remember that do you know what I mean? They're not going to forget them. Yeah. They'll be like, remember that time we, that, that Muppet John was on the telly teaching us all? <laughs> you know, and you, you, you'll be presenting the Late Late Show and they'll be like, um, they'll be like oh, there's, that, there's that fellow that teach me years ago. <laughs> he was always naughty. He must be someone's yeah. nephew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but seriously, it is something to be, to be majorly proud of and it is yeah yeah it is gonna and the be- thing is you kind of I'm, tr- I'm trying to stay humble because we're so happy with with how it's going and the ratings are through the roof and you know the rt guide are ringing for interviews and stuff like that and it's it's hard not to get swept into it because you're like geez this is mad like but at the end of the day like it is a shame that we have to do something like this yeah of course, of what's of course. going on so you yeah I, like i'm trying so hard to keep that in the back of my mind we're just like all right slow down johnny don't get don't get too swept away with it because exactly it's a, it's a very negative reason that you have to do something like this, you know? But I don't think there's anything wrong with being positive about it and, and being, yeah, you know, true. like be, being grateful. I think you are fucking born for that role. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a perfect thing that just like funneled its way straight to you. Like with, yeah. the, with the video <laughs> stuff that you already do, the Sharif that you already do, the Tri Channel, the RTE presenting and being a teacher. It's like, the, you're like the perfect applicant. It's just like, <laughs> no words. Like, <laughs> you like dropped through all the little things and just fell out the bottom and there you were. Filtered down is just like, there's your teacher <laughs> yeah, presenter. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like a little 20 cent machine. Yeah. I think it's gas because I spent the last six years on a career break from school. Now I've been in and out and I've been in my school a lot. Like, says, you know, <laughs> television is a cruel mistress so when you're not working <laughs> on television I'd be going into my own school that I, that I took a career break from so I spent like five years trying to get away from school to get into television and now they're just like we need you to be a teacher and I'm like yeah definitely can do <laughs> you know what I mean? crazy. Like, straight back into it <laughs> I remember being in the we were doing a try video I think it was last year and you gave me a lift into town and we were just discussing career stuff and you were saying um you were like, I'm just torn between the teaching and the television that you, you love them both, but you don't know which to do. And you're like, ah, and now you're just, it's just morphed itself into one. <laughs> without even your, basically without even you having to say. Because like, yeah. that's a job. It's just me and Jamie, like, he's yeah. just like oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll do both. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to say that and see does it happen. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know whether I want to be a millionaire or a movie director. So hopefully, yeah, would, put that now, out to are the you, world. Would you be into the laws of attraction here, Jamie? I am actually, John. Yeah, yeah I am. I really so, am. So, like, so, so would I. And you know, if you keep saying that, I, I don't know if we should become a millionaire like that. But something will happen where I like. I honestly believe that, like, with the power of positivity and stuff like that. And you didn't know. I don't have a bleeding vision board in my room around like that. And uh, I don't I, say I, any I mantras do. about. I, I actually do. Hold on, if I can. If I can move this. Computer. Have you? Let me sit now. I can't take any pictures down in your graph because I break them again. Yeah, no. Uh, hold on there. See that? You can kind of see the car there that I have and my million euro. Yeah. Oh, Danny, is that Mini Cooper? Is it? Oh, it's a Range Rover, but a proper slick one. And then, like, my dream house is at the top right there. Hold on, I'll move this down in case I pull a wire out of the computer. That's really the uh, <laughs> no, I have it, but it's not like, as you said, I'm not like sitting around with candles lighting, fucking humming or anything. But it's like, yeah, when I wake up in the the morning I come into the sitting room or whatever if I'm just sitting on the couch and I kind of take a look at it I'm like right well if I want that I should kind of get off the arse right now do you know what I mean yeah, it's, it's just it's exactly, more it's more yeah. of a reminder and a, a thing to say right well these things are possible and you can do great things and achieve great things if you fucking if you if you get up off your arse you put and, your mind to it yeah exactly it. 
Um, yeah. And I do believe that because look, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not nobody now, but I'm 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 progressing towards where I want to be. You know, when I when I first started, I had you know no subscribers on YouTube, no following. Yeah. I, I'd never be able to get someone like yourself on a podcast or you know, Eddie Dorkin last week or Mark, amazing people that I get to talk to. I was just, you know, nobody with, with, with no job, no prospects. This is before college. But I, I just kind of switched my mindset and got into more of a positive mindset and said, look, at these things are possible. And then I took little steps and, you know, yeah, and you just crawl the ladder like like That's I always said, like how how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Like you're never gonna take on this big massive thing, but if you just pick away and pick away, you're gonna get through it. Now I love elephants, so I never eat one, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well you never know on the bleeding dry channel, they'll have you eat that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But do you know what's funny, right? I remember thinking there was a, a, a friend, if he's now a good friend of mine, right? His name's Michal O'Keary, right? And he's a presenter for TG Carr and he was on the 10 at 10 for RT Junior and stuff like that. And it, I kept seeing his face popping up. And this is when I was just starting to, to branch away from teaching and trying to get into presenting. And I was like, how is he doing it? Like, he's killing it. This fella's doing so well. Like, And I met him for the first time down at the flow. I was working at it and he was presenting at it. And uh, I'd been doing fax videos <clears throat> and my profile was growing a little bit, but I met him and I said, listen, can I buy you a point? And he was like, because we've been chatting away online and stuff, you know the way you kind of get to know people. Yeah. So I was like, can I buy you a point? He was like, absolutely, let's go for a point. I said, I have a question for you. How are you, like, what are you doing that, I, that I'm not doing? Why are you so good at what you're doing and I'm not getting the gigs? And he was like, are you for real? And I was like, 100%, like, what's the secret? And he was like, John, I'm looking at you and your face is popping up on facts and it's over here doing, you know, leather jacket guy and you're doing this and you're doing, I'm looking at you going, how's he doing this? What's he doing? And I was just like, that, that's mad. Like, and likewise, the first day I met you, and we're not going to talk about the first day we met because we were absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it, but... <laughs> yeah, let's actually... The first day me and Jamie met after a fax video, he'd just come out of a fax video and I was just going in and I'd seen you doing a fax video, video beforehand and I was actually a fan of yours. So I ran upstairs to download. I was like, guess he's doing fax videos now. And he was like, who? I was just like, Jamie Jaker. Are you serious? 100% like, not just saying that. That's I was gosh. a huge fan. I thought you and Conway were absolutely gas online. Like, so I was like, you know Jamie Jaker? Don was like, yeah. I was like, he's doing fax videos. And Don was like, oh man, I hope I'm paired with him. Lo and behold, I went into fax like, and you stumbled out of the place. <laughs> and, then I, and then I went in, did the video, I think it was like Jamaican Rome or something like that, and stumbled oh. after you. And we just hit it off straight away. Do you remember? Ah, oh, big time, big time. Topless karaoke on big night time. one. <laughs> was that night, was that, the, was that day one that we met when we did the karaoke? That was day one. Yeah. Holy shit. You I went missing... I think I just liked it because I, 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 in my head I was like right I'm I'm making it an absolute arse of myself here leg it so I think <laughs> I just started because I was like if I stay any longer God knows what what what, what way I was gonna end up because uh, that day I can remember we were drinking mad shit in, in, in I think it was fax wasn't it I don't know if it, it was, was fax at the time yeah but I can't remember what we were drinking it was something outrageous like but oh, it was like Jamaican rum or absent or something nuts they like. were some sessions though they were some they were some laughs um, yeah the people, the people in there and the way everyone used to just wait around on the little lounge area for everybody to finish and there'd be always like one is like I didn't go on the drink yeah. <laughs> and I'd be always waiting for them to say it because I didn't want to say it and they'd be like yeah. <laughs> I didn't go on I'd be like yeah yeah are we going let's go <laughs> and, was that we got kicked out of a, a hostel bar as well? But I'm not sure if that was the same day. I don't know. That could have been a different day. It's all a blur to me. Them, 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 yeah, exactly. uh, them days. <laughs> great days. Yeah. Great days. They were great. You, you go in, do your fax video, and then spend the money on that you got for doing the fax video on beer outside, and, yeah, and, and you wake up the next day with no money in your pockets. Yeah. Like, what, like, what happened? Like, brilliant times. No, we did hit it off straight away. Um, and then we kissed each other passionately, or was that was I dreaming that part up? No, no, that was that happened. That, that, that was that after happened, the karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I darted out of there. I was gone. Um, yeah, so kind of all that's led to to what you're doing now. <clears throat> it must be weird though, because you don't know when this is gonna end as well, because you're just that's like thing, yeah. kind of working week to week, basically. I, I assume. Kind of, yeah. Like, so we were meant to finish today, and we've got. The contract got extended, so we'll be doing at least another two weeks filming. Uh, and then, again, we're just going to see where we're at. Like, I, I, I don't think... Like, I'd say parents won't want the kids working through 
July and August, they'll probably be like, right, it's time for summer holidays and this is what the plan was anyway. Like they were going yeah. to be off school. So, and then in September, I don't know, I presume we're going to be back to school. It's hard to know. Like what there's no festivals or anything. I know, I know it's hard to know and, and it there's no facts or anything about it, but what, what, what would your opinion be? Not, not from the perspective of RTE Junior or our first the skill thing, just John Sharpson's opinion. What would you, when do you think this is going to blow over, in your opinion? Well, I'm going to sound very clever when I say this, but like everything I say is just regurgitated from me hearing it from somewhere else. But like basically, if we're going to have an economical crash because everybody's being let go, the country's not making any money, we're on pause, basically. Like We can't get the country back on its feet until the kids are back in school so that parents can go to work. So everyone has a knock-on effect. So they're talking about doing the Leaving Cert in, is it July that they're doing it? Or, or August even? They've, they've put a date on the Leaving Cert. So they're going to bring the sixth class kids in because they can social distance if the rest of the school is empty. Okay. But you can't, like, you can't go into primary school and say to the junior infants kids, no, don't, don't hang out with each other, don't hug each other. Because they'll do they'll, like kids will be doing their work when they're that young and just stand up and go over and get someone in a headlock for zero. <laughs> and the other kid like get off. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, see you can't you can't tell junior infants kids to do that. So I don't know about social distance primary school teaching, but like unless they say, Right, look, we have to get the economy back on its feet. I know coronavirus is still in the country, but you're just gonna have to go and do it. Like I d I don't know. I don't know. You'd literally, you don't, you don't have even an estimate. You just don't know. No. I, I, I'd say, like, if I'm optimistic, I'd say we'll be back in September. I don't think kids are going to go back to primary school before the summer. Mm. I don't think any. It's crazy. Because what <laughs> point, like, it's, just, it's four weeks. Like, you're not going to learn that in the four weeks really. That's it, yeah. You know, you're just preparing for the next year. It's wind down time anyway. It, has this ever happened? Anything like this ever happened before? Ever? I don't, I, I, I don't remember it to you. No, well, not not in our, I know it didn't it didn't happen in our lifetime, um, but even in our parents, I don't think anything like this skill wise has happened. Like where they were we're talking about the Spanish flu, I think was the last time something like this happened, and I think they did close it. But like the other thing is, everybody's traveling here, there, and everywhere. If I want to go to Manchester, I can do it in the morning and be there within the hour. Like, but back in the day, it was a lot harder to travel, so it was a lot easier to contain things like this. Did you see the Keelans thing where there was loads of workers coming over and? Getting off the plane, yeah. people are video recording them getting off. What do you think of that? Like, look, okay, bottom line, Keening needs to pick that through, otherwise it'll rot and they're going to lose their money, right? But terrible timing to send a plane over. Do you know what I mean? Like, what? Whose idea was that? <laughs> like, there has, there's some other way of picking them strawberries. Like, there has to be. Like, surely you can do it at a social distance and say, look, lads, I know everybody's in lockdown, but who'd like to make some money at a, like, we're working. And we're, we're containing ourselves because we're, we're socially distancing. And we've done it for, what's this, week five now? Like, so it can mm-hmm. be done. To so me, to me, like, and, uh, to me I, I know this is a, a controversial thing to say, but I, on, on this podcast, I'm going to just say what I think. I don't, I don't give a fuck what, whether I'm, I'm, I'm what people say or not. But to me, to see, and I'm very proud of us Irish people at the minute, actually, and I'll get into that after this. Um, to see the Irish people and... Uh, the, especially the doctors and nurses and everybody who's working to help the elderly and to help such and such and everyone doing such a great job in, in social distance and see people in the shops and they're um, you know taking the three feet apart and everyone going to these extraordinary measures to protect each other to see that all that happen is, is fantastic but then to see that when I seen the video recording of those people coming in and getting off the plane I was just like what the actual fuck is wrong did you see it as a slap in the face i just yeah i just thought like everyone's working their hardest here to fucking you know keep this virus at bay and flatten the curve and then you just see what 200 people getting off a plane together it's just like or like then you see the protests you're one what's her name that fucking egypt i won't won't even say yeah i won't even say her name i don't even want to give her the oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) but to see to see that lot fucking protesting like absolute hams outside the yeah. cart it's just it is a bit like a kick in the face to the people who are trying their hardest to to flatten the curve and i don't know why it's being allowed to happen you know um, yeah i think I, just, I think personally she should be thrown in jail i think she's an absolute dose personally is, is she i don't even know too much about her is she like all for like just getting rid of social distancing is that what she's for or what's 
I don't even yeah, know shit much she about. She was saying she was picking on a guard, right? And she was just like, "You are like," and the thing, the, the condescending way she spoke to him, she was just like, "Where do your allegiances lie? We are the people of Ireland. We own you. You're out here harassing people who are walking." And he was like, "No, I'm not. I'm looking at people's tax, tax and insurance discs, and I'm making sure." that they haven't driven past two kilometers for absolutely no reason. That's, that's, all that's what she we wouldn't want. let him get a word. Like she wouldn't let him get a word in. She was just harassing this fella saying, we own you. You work for us, not the other way around. Our taxes pay your wages. I was just like, oh my God. Like, but the thing is like, I think people will send that around and someone who tweets about it on their videos, they're going to get a quarter of a million views on it and stuff like that. But everybody knows she's a dope. Like everybody knows. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's very few people that will stand with her. Me, me personally, I don't know about anybody watching. Maybe they can comment below and let me know. Or if you're listening on Spotify, go to the YouTube and comment below. But me personally, I want the guards to do their job. You know, I want the guards to be out there making sure that people aren't congregating into areas. Or I think the guards, the guards just want people to be safe. You know, Absolutely. like I don't, yeah. I, don't I don't, I don't think there's any guards out there going. Oh, I want these all to catch the virus. These all should yeah. huddle together. I think they're trying to keep everybody safe, you know, which is Pretty what fun, I would yeah, be yeah. doing. Um, I just I don't. The way, the other way to work, I got stopped twice by the guards. They, they had two checkpoints, and they were just like, "Where are you going?" Now I have a letter just to say, "Look, um, you know, <laughs> I've diplomatic immunity or something like." It's just an RTE letter that says, "Please understand that this is an extreme case," and yada yada. Yeah, and yeah. in fairness, some of the guards actually recognised me from the show. They were just like, "Oh." You're teaching the kids, are you? I was like, <laughs> I, was like I am guard, yeah. Try me best. And he goes, fair play to you. Big fans of my house. I'm like, cheers, man. But I got stopped twice. And one of the guards gave me a proper grilling. He was just like, where are you going? I was just like, well, I'm going to this school. This is where we're filming this. What are you doing? I said, I'm working for RT. I have a letter here. He read the letter. He was just like, this is dated three weeks ago. I said, yeah, I know that's when I got it. He was just like, where do you live? I was just like, I'm staying with my girlfriend. She's about three kilometers away. He was like, that's, like gave me an absolute grill and I went over. And as I was driving away, I was just like, you know what? Fair play to him because he's, he's not making it easy for people. That, and people yes. should be thinking about it like, it's, that's exactly my point. That's what they should be doing, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, that's at the end of the day, if they're being hard on us and they're making sure that people aren't breaking the two kilometer thing and people aren't congregating, it's going to benefit us all in the long run. You know, less, exactly. yeah. less people will die. Like, and that's literally. Not, literally less people will die. And I think, I don't know, I have to say, I, I am really proud of the Irish people, though. I, at the start, when this was all happen, happening, um, I was saying to my girlfriend, um, geez, I'm worried about how, how things will unfold. Do you know what I mean? Among young people going out acting the bollocks and you know, stuff like that happening. Do you remember when it snowed and Lidl's got fucking burned down? Lidl and Aldi. Um, <laughs> so I was kind of a bit worried, but I have to say I'm absolutely super proud of how everybody has gone about with this. Now, I know there's been incidences of people acting the bollocks and I've complained a little bit on social media about people in shops and stuff like that but overall people have handled this very well so far and I, I agree they- completely completely and I think like uh, like them or hate them right you might not like the current government that's in power in Ireland but I actually think they handled this really well there was just when there was a sniff of this coming over they were like social distancing do it now lockdown two kilometres they were just like I, I don't care like they, they basically they sacked up and they did it yeah. And I, I know the figures are, you know, because there's a backlog because of our health system and stuff, and we're getting results from Germany, so it's hard to know what's an actual accurate number. But, uh, like, surely, well, we, we are flattening the curve anyway. Like, we haven't overcrowded the hospitals with this, which is good, because now they're better equipped to, to deal with the thing. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, like, I think we're doing well. As far mm-hmm. as I can gather, everybody's doing well. Yeah, I, I think so too. Now, obviously, there's, there's, there's people dying every day, which is horrible. Um, yeah. and, and I know you, you know that too. But um, I think overall, yeah, I think we are, we are handling, handling it very well. And look, I, would, I'm not, I don't know anything about politics. So anything I say on this podcast, take it with a fucking grain of salt. You know what I mean? I'm into comedy and watching Netflix. I don't, <laughs> I don't know too much about politics. Yeah, but, I'm going to put my hands up and say, I also don't know anything about yeah, politics yeah, either. Yeah. So, so don't take us too seriously here with what we're saying. Um, it's just our opinion. But what, I'm not, I, what I will say is I, I was never Leo Varadkar's biggest fans. For, for whatever reason, I just I, I couldn't warm to him. I don't know why. And it's not, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know nothing about his, his policies or anything. But in saying that, 
the speech that he did on St. Patrick's Day, the timing of it, whether it was his decision or whoever the government was, decided to put it on at that time on St. Patrick's Day, prime time, to have it interrupt television. I think that is a historic speech that he did. And I think I don't think it's getting enough credit because I think everybody just went, when, when they seen that speech on Paddy's Day, people were having a few cans, everybody kind of just stopped, looked at the telly and just went, oh shit, this is fucking real. And I think that contributes a lot to um, how it's being handled and how the Irish people have, have, have gone with it from that speech. Um, are you there, John? We've, we've lost you. I think you're coming back now. I hear some audio. Um, you're you're froze on a, either you're really impressed by my little uh, my speech there that you it's just frozen your face or else we've lost connection there for a second. Hopefully you'll come back now. Um, but yeah, I'll talk to the people listening to the podcast. John's just froze out there. He's back. He's oh, there back. we go. Could you hear what I said? Uh, I heard up till uh, Leo Riker gave a historic speech. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying, I'll repeat it again. What I'm saying is. Um, that speech that he did on St. Patrick's Day, I think it's, um, it doesn't get the credit it deserves. I think that speech that he gave at the time that he gave it really impacted how the majority of Irish people viewed coronavirus and it really made yeah. people go, oh, bollocks, we need to take this fucking seriously. So I have to say that that's, that speech is going to go down in history, I think. Yeah, no, the only, the only I know, you know, it, it was a good speech. He did come out and... You know, he said his bit, but as he was walking out, I was looking at him going, Leo's loving this. Like, he's, like, he's just like, you can see in his head, he's just like, okay, Leo, walk slowly, <laughs> go, baby. But in fairness, in fairness, it was a very good speech by the man, yeah. yeah. That was a scary walkout, though, wasn't it, when he, when he walked out? When he was just it was. Walking. It was like the Undertaker walking out and wrestling or something. Like, he was just, like, you know, the music hits and did, like, just set the atmosphere. That it was I, grim, and it was. Like, it was a grim speech. I had to change my boxers after that speech. I had to, I was like, <laughs> taking a break. I go. I'm taking a break. <laughs> my mouth and I was sitting. I I'd see you in a minute. I just have to yeah, go. Into we'll the back in a minute. I just waddled. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle walk your ass down in there. <laughs> and like you know me, like in, in situations like that, I don't know how to handle things. I use, like I use humor. Yeah. So like that ended, and uh, we were my me, my girlfriend, my ma, my brother. We were all sitting there because it was Paddy's day, and I just went. I just took this up my can and just went, well, we're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what everybody did collectively in Ireland. Everybody I'd say did. there was about a million people that just went, we don't know how to handle it. We just, oh, exactly. well. yeah. And everyone acts like they're not scared as well, like especially the dads. Yeah. Ah, sure as I will be fucking ass glad I worry about that. Lads down in Cork going, sure, I've had the coronavirus for years. <laughs> and he's drinking a coronavirus. <laughs> <or something. laughs> but I have to say, I love the humour that comes out of it as well. Obviously, if yeah. it's tasteful, not taking the piss out of it, but like the. TikToks, you. I'm a, I'm addicted to TikTok at the minute. Oh, stop! Like, You'd scroll for hours on it, wouldn't you? Oh, Jesus dead. Christ! But like the, the, the fucking song that goes, "It's Corona time, it's Corona yeah, yeah. time right now," and it's just like people queuing up and shit. I just think it's genius. Like, I, I think the world could be literally ending. There could be like a meteor coming towards, like, and we could see it in the sky, and it's like ten hours away. And I think Irish people are just like meme it. And fucking yeah, talk, absolutely and yeah, talk, yeah. Talk, talk shit while it's coming down, like, like oh, literally. Fuck you, me, yeah. <laughs> you know? so there, taking a picture of the washing. Well, have I time to get these in first? Or not? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just like the meteors coming. Hang on, out like turn off the immersion. <laughs> yeah. It's so oh, I didn't pay the electricity bill. How did I pay it before the meteor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or the, gee, I'm having great crack with this. We could do a load of memes if there was me. You're coming, just like meteors coming. TV license man never got me. Yeah. <laughs> just video call the TV license man. Fuck you, yeah. Yeah. you're not call. getting my money. <laughs> I told you I had none. <laughs> that fella still hasn't got me. Yeah, I'm only messing. I pay my. Oh, touch wood, touch wood. Yeah, He's coming. Yeah. He's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast two, and I've already ruined my career. Now I do pay the TV license, but I remember years ago when I couldn't afford to pay it, and they'd knock and they'd be like, "Have you got a TV license?" And I'd be like, 
I don't have a television. And you could yeah, hear yeah. they were like, what's that on the background? I was like, the radio. Just, yeah. <laughs> it must be so annoying for them, though, because they, they literally could see the telly sometimes. And yeah, people, yeah. people just go, don't have a telly. I don't have one. And they're like, really, yeah, you're listening to The Simpsons on the radio, are you? <laughs> you, are, you can't say that. You have to be telling people to pay for the TV license job. Otherwise, I don't get paid, lads. You have to pay. <laughs> yeah. I only start paying it when you start working there, John. I was like, I have to get it on. Sounds like I appreciate it. So, um, other than that, what, what have you been doing to stay positive? I know you, you, you don't probably have the time to think, but what would you, any advice to people who are listening to this podcast now who are just barred out with their tits? Mainly because I know you're, you're telling kids what to do at the minute, but for adults, have you got any advice from teacher John to, to maybe they're sitting home and they're watching this podcast and they're going to be store crazy, they, they can't go to yeah. work? I spot like, isn't it so weird? Like, I've always been like, ah, oh, the phones are bad for us, and put away your phone, and you know, and try not to spend too long on your phone and stuff like that. Like, and could you imagine how tough this would be without social media and without phones and being able to talk to your granny and granddad on the phone? And like, and even TikTok, like, TikTok is really bringing families together because they're learning to dance and they're having great crack doing it. You know what I mean? So, even though they're saying, oh, social media is the most unsocial thing in the world, and they're right, but like, the likes of TikTok is really bringing people these Zoom quizzes and stuff like that. And, there's actually loads to do, but I think routine is very important where you say, right, I'm going to lift weights on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to do that workout. I'm going to call my family. Like, you just, you have to keep keep adding to the routine and just keep the head ticking over and stuff like that. I'm very lucky because I'm, I'm in Aiden's at the minute because it's closer to work and uh, there's six of us in the house. So there's always someone playing Mario Kart or someone, <laughs> you know, doing a workout at the back. We've got a joint pool table there. So it's, it's oh, there. Nice. And like, it's funny, you talk to people, my friend Dara's gas, like he's absolutely thriving in in this quarantine, like because he's just like, Man, this is all I've ever wanted. I've always wanted an excuse to sit out the back and strum the guitar while having a beer in the middle of the day and to still get paid for it. Like, I don't have a choice here. This is what's happening. Like, so he's he's thrilled because he loves his own company and he's well able to do it. I'm like I go store crazy if I was on my own. And like, you know, anybody who was on their own, I try to talk, talk to them and text them and call them because I don't know how they do it, like you know, but yeah. just it's important to keep the mind taken over and to do something and do a few press ups or something. Like that release of endorphins is crucial at a time like this, you know. I think I think what you said there about routine is very important, and I think what helps me um, now. Thank God I have the girlfriend with me, but geez, if I had to be in last year, I'd be on my own, you know. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so I don't know how she puts up with me as well. I'm not the easiest person to live with, trust me, but. Um, <laughs> I think routine is very important and something that helped me when I lived on my own was, you know, I sometimes I'd waste days. I'd go through a whole day without doing absolutely anything, barely even fucking, you know, just scrolling on my phone. Just, and I'd, I'd get to the night time then and I'd, I'd feel real low because I'd be like, oh my God, I just wasted the whole day. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't be tired. I'd be up till about four o'clock then because I'd be like, I'm not tired. So I'd stay up. I have nothing to get up for the next day. Um, but what I found really helped me, and it's so simple and so small, would be to like just get a piece of paper, a pen, and just write the date, tomorrow's date on it. So say it's, what date is it today? Um, 24th April. So write the 25th of April and things to do and then i do a list you know of things to do for the next yeah. day one in the morning one in the evening or one you know a couple of, a couple of things and i'd get up i'd look yeah. at the list and i'd have a little box and it'd be like a game to me i'd be like right let's see can i tick all these boxes off but that yeah. really that really helped me a lot you know and then that helps me a lot as well like and i can't i can't take it down on my phone like uh, otherwise it's not a list to me i need to write yeah, it down yeah yeah i need exact to put same. through it Put it and on sometimes I'll write things I've already done just so I can put a line through it and make it look like I'm yeah, same, same. I always, I'm, a, I'm a sad bastard. I always write, be a legend, and I always put a box in. No, every time I write a list from now on, number one is going to be be a legend. Yeah, send, send, me a pic, send me a picture of that and make me day. I will do, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that helps. And put it on the fridge or put it somewhere where you wake up the next yeah. morning and you see it. And just kind of treat it as a game, you know, because a lot of people are mad into games. A lot of my mates are mad into games and they've no problem completing 200 objectives in the fucking game, you know, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> which, are, exactly, which yeah. takes effort to do it. So why not try and I put that effort into something, you know, productive, <laughs> whether it's fixing the fucking sink or whatever. I don't believe no. But uh, yeah. So uh, any plans any for plans. the future, John? What's, what's the plans? How, 
for the future now as I continue walking away with RT. Sorry, I was sitting there and I was sitting there and not reacting to you, Jamie, because uh, you you stalled you were in oh. slow motion, you were like it's gonna be funny watching it's gonna be funny watching this back, all the little robot moments. Or if people are listening to it on Spotify, just like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, like, it could be grand on your on your end, you know what I mean? It could be just my phone with the back cover. So hopefully this has been a smooth podcast and it went wrong at all. Ah, look at um, So, sorry, what's your last Yeah, just finally, like, what's what's your plans now? Is it just continue with, with RT Junior and see, see where this, this goes? And, and um, how overall has the experience been um, doing what you're doing? Yeah. Did I go again? For the minute, I think I'm just going to keep... Are you gone? Am I gone? No, no, you're there. You're there. Okay. So, so for the minute, I'm just going to keep the head down and uh, and just keep doing this because I don't, I don't know how long it's going to last. Like, So ultimately, I've gotten this work, but then like, there's loads of other work that's now cancelled. Like Science Blast obviously got cancelled. It was meant to be presenting that. Then there was the SFAI Kennedy Cup down in Limerick. was meant to go down there in July. I can't see that happening there. So however long this goes on for, it means that I'm, I'm replacing this with work that I've lost, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's grand at the minute. And after that, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, probably just go back to what I was doing, just be doing try videos and and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, like, I'm very happy because I, I kind of figured out a nice balance between going in and teaching for a while and doing the other projects like YouTube and, and presenting gigs here and there. So fingers crossed it won't change too drastically when when all this is over. Well, don't forget him, RTE. Don't, don't fucking forget him after this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's teaching the whole nation. For what more do you believe in I'm a serious mover. <laughs> <laughs> BBC are on the hunt for him, RTE. You want to up them bleeding wages? <laughs> me, me, Danny Dyer, and uh, David Albert. <laughs> I can't wait for the next podcast when you're in fucking Hollywood and um, teaching the kids over here. <laughs> well, listen, from, uh, from myself, thanks for teaching my kids and, and doing the work that you do. And, from a collective Irish uh, audience, thank you for doing what you're doing and thank you to all the other teachers. And uh, just send that message on that everybody out there watching is, is very grateful. And me personally, because I have kids, I understand what it's like. Um, and, and those little few hours during the day does help a lot of people and it helps uh, parents as well because parents can relax and go, well, they did learn a little bit today on the telly, so it's it's grand, and we don't have to feel too guilty about being lazy that's, and not teaching our kids. We don't have to feel too guilty about cracking open a beer while they're in front of the box. That's it. So a collective thank you from all of Ireland to you and the rest of the teachers there. And I have to say, um, I'm super proud to have you as a mate and continue doing this fucking wonderful work that you're doing, man. I always said you were going to do great things from, from day one, and I think you're only on the start of that path, and I'm sure we'll have many more chats down the future. Thanks for spending this little hour with me. And, um, yeah, have you got anywhere people can go check you out other than the bleeding telly, prime time slot <laughs> every day? <laughs> no, just just Instagram and, and Twitter, and just, Jamie, thanks very much for your fine words. You're a gent. Love the podcast, and keep doing what you're doing, my man. You're a legend. I will. I will. I'll keep your, trying. Your to-do list is right. You are a legend. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Listen, good luck. Chat again soon, man. All right, man. Talk soon. Cheers.